Welcome to Sugar Loops Weekly. We don't have a sponsor this week, but this episode is being dedicated to someone very special. This episode is being recorded in honor of Team Quote Nate, aka Team Pat My Gnomes. In NFL Week 14, Team Pat brought in a Sugar Loops League historical low point total, just 20 points. In fact, of his nine roster spots, five players scored zero points. Of the four that did score points, one of those scored negative points, his defense, uh, leaving only three players with positive points total. <clears throat> we talked to Nate earlier this year, and quite honestly, he sounded like a busy man, a man with multiple personal and professional obligations, and um, it seemed he might be stretched too thin. In times like those, sometimes fantasy football just has to take a back seat. In times like those, difficult discussions need to be had. The team manager in question, the league members, and the league management need to reflect on the best course of action for all affected parties. Should Nate's professional and family life suffer because we push him to set his lineups every week? That wouldn't be fair. But likewise, it's not fair to other Sugar Loops League members if Nate is not living up to the Sugar Loops standard. A mutual separation could be in the best interest of all parties. It's tough to say that, um, you know, even as a, especially as a new league member, but I think someone had to say it. Now, maybe by next year, Nate will be in a better place. Maybe by next year, Nate will be able to live up to the Sugar Loop standard. I guess time will tell. However, with the prospects of Nate's separation now officially on the table, that means that this past week could have possibly been the last regular season week for Team Pat My Gnomes. And for that reason, this episode is dedicated to you, Nate, because no matter what comes next, the original Sugar Loop will always hold a special place in our hearts. Hello, listeners. This is your editor and host, Joe, aka Podcast Joe, and it is Fantasy Football uh, Playoff Week One. We have two matchups this week. Number one, Team Pardo versus Team Hudak. Currently, ESPN is giving the nod to Team Pardo with a 53% chance of winning. So, the game to watch for Team Pardo will be Sunday Night Football, Saints at Tampa Bay. Here we got the trio of uh, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Gronk representing Team Pardo. Um, you know, Team Pardo has been really struggling at the running back position. Um, you know, Saquon Barkley been struggling with injuries all year. He actually looked pretty sturdy last week, and I was hoping to be able to predict a breakout game for him this week. But he's been held out of drills, uh, kind of resting that ankle again so far this week. So we'll see what happens there. Now, on the flip side, uh, Team Adam Hudak, he has one of the top running backs in the league in Dalvin Cook, who's coming off a 200-plus yard 2-TD game. So the game for uh, Hudak this week to watch will be Monday Night Football. Be important for him. He's got uh, Cook going as, as well as Justin Jefferson, who is the number two wide receiver in the league right now. Uh, behind T, uh, Cooper Cup, who is on Team Smoke. So matchup number two, we got Team Smoke versus uh, 1.21 Digawatts. 
ESPN giving the nod to Team Gigawatts with 52% chance of winning. Now, in this matchup, we have two great QBs and Josh Allen, who's the number three quarterback uh, in the league, and Justin Herbert, who, you know, I never even knew who this guy was, but somehow he's number two in the league right now. Now, it'll be interesting to th- see how things shake out um, with Allen's top wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, being on Team 1.21 Gigawatts, of course. Um, so with the current league scoring, an Allen to Diggs connection or touchdown will get more points to Diggs. So uh, Josh Allen, you're going to need to spread the ball around um, for Team Smoke this week. So while those four teams are going at it, we got a couple of games that don't matter because they're fake games. And then we got Team Neely and Team Ben Fields who will enjoy a rest week uh, with Neely taking the winner of Pardo slash Hudak and Ben taking the winner of Josh slash Mike Bryant. Now, uh, that's a quick update for our playoff picture, but we do have a very, very special guest. So um, I hope that uh, you enjoy my interview now with a quote, uh, Fletcher. Fletcher. Yes, Fletcher Reinhardt. Fletcher Reinhardt, how's it going? That's going well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So, uh, do you do you know why you're here right now? Do you even know what this thing is? Uh, it has something to do with football, right? In a podcast. What what yes. is this? So yes, this is our fake podcast. Uh, listeners, today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, his name is uh, Kevin Fletcher Reinhardt, or Kevin Reinhardt, or Fletcher Reinhardt. We're going to find out what his real name is. Yeah, um, yeah, either one. Yes. You, you might know him better as the manager of Columbia Goal Line Stand. So, I do know um, that. I do pleasure. know that too. <laughs> Welcome to Sugar Loops Weekly. We, we are very excited to have you here because we just have a lot of questions. You're like the enigma of the league. Um, yes. You know, a lot of people don't know a lot about you. So right. we got a lot of questions. So first thing, just clear this up for us. Is it Fletcher? Is it Kevin? Uh, you know, what should we, how should we even refer to you? We'll go with Fletcher, Fletcher Reinhardt. And if I was to, like, if we were to ask your mom, like, what is his name? Would she say Fletcher or Kevin? No, like- she would have said Kevin. And I was going to get to that. Fletcher is my professional name. It's how I introduce myself to people. But inside my my family, my blood, not my family, not including my in-laws, my blood relatives. I am Kevin and I've been okay. Kevin since birth. Uh-huh. So, uh, you, so what's, what's wrong with Kevin? Why didn't you just go by Kevin then? Well, being, I was born in, in 1976 when I was about you know, 10 years old. Um, it came out that my middle name is Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And about around that same time, Chevy Chase had a movie called Fletch. Which so my friends took up, picked that up, and took off and ran with it. Okay. And Fletch, and Fletch stuck with me throughout high school, and it was Fletch. And then I later spread it out and transferred it to Fletcher. Got it. Yes, the more professional name. Got it. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up for us. Yes. All right. So, Fletcher, um, you know, we don't know a ton about you because you're not in the, the WhatsApp kind of group chat thing. Um, and, you know, we started to see a couple of weird things happening where, like, 
Um, sometimes, you know, your lineups for the, for the week, they wouldn't be set until the last minute. Oh, and yeah. sometimes it seemed like they would get set, like, at the same time Dave was, like, chatting on WhatsApp. Like, he was clearly in the fantasy football mindset. And then all of a sudden, Fletcher's lineup would get set. And then I found it weird that um, – you know, your lineup wasn't completely set the week you were playing against Dave. There was a few injured people or people on by playing. Yeah. Um, so we found that weird. And then the last thing that we found a little bit odd was that it, it came to light that, um, you know, maybe for convenience or some reason, it sounds like Dave paid your fantasy football entry fee. Um, so, a you know, a constellation of just these kind of weird things. So, People have some questions, and they're hard questions, yeah. but I think we just need to get those out of the way first. So mm. I have just a very quick series of yes or no questions for you. Um, and, I mean, I guess, like, you know the law better than me. You can probably plead the fifth if you want, I guess. But just a couple of very quick yes or no questions. Yeah. So, number one. I have nothing to hide. Yes, I have nothing to hide. Excellent. Okay, so number one, are you a real person? Just yes or no. Sure, if I can I'm going to say yes on that one. Okay. Uh, yes or yes. no? Are you David Fields? No. No. Okay. Has David no. Fields set the lineups for your teams at any point this year? Oh, that's a negative. That's a negative. No, okay. That's great. Okay. That's all we wanted to know. So I think we're good there. So thanks. Yeah, for it's, the first, it's the first I've heard of, of the, this connection, but it is interesting. It sounds like you guys are really, really doing some work behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm sitting up here in Columbia and I am overseeing things and overseeing my lineup, but I do have some, you know, technical difficulties here. I'm a little behind the time. So I've had trouble and gotcha. I feel like I'm kind of exposed and not able to defend myself. You know, and it was unfortunate what happened when I played, played Dave. Um, I'm in the process of moving. I got some things going on and I got in a situation where I wasn't, I like to wait to the last minute because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a pro football guy. I like the college game. Uh -huh. So I'm not as up to date on injuries. I and see. I kind of wait to see what happens. And what happened was I got this last minute invite to a Christmas party for my family. Mm -hmm. So and, I, and I'm up there and I'm thinking and I, and I look and I'm, and I'm talking to some of the guys in my family and I'm like, oh, Cam's not playing today. The Panthers aren't playing. I got Cam sitting in the lineup and, um, you know, I tried to I tried to strike while the iron's hot and get that guy. And um, I just couldn't switch him out. And it's unfortunate because if I would have and I would have got a real kicker in there, you know, I'd have been knocking on the doorstep of getting a W that day right. and it's just a coincidence that they benefited from that okay. um, but um you know and as far as the the paying fee i've been sitting up here waiting i mean i you know i have a job and, and <laughs> I, have, I mean if, if dave wants to carry the load and you know and help me out that's that's fine <laughs> that's fine you know I, I'm, I'm you know i'm, I'm going to be in the family for a while that's the plan so you know i'm but um okay so that makes sense because i mean now that i think about it from your perspective because i have a um you know i have a younger brother which so dave is your brother-in-law correct he's my brother-in-law yes 
but I'm thinking that, yeah, if someone was going to offer to just front the money for me, I would, you know, I would probably just take them up on that and just let it, let it ride. So, um, and, that and, makes I knew, sense. and I remember thinking, I was like, there is a pay in somewhere, but I don't, I don't know if it was ever mentioned to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm kind of just sitting here waiting, you know, I'm not trying to stick anybody, obviously at this point, um, of course. you know, I have a lot of leverage here because I'm not going to win. I mean, there's no playoffs in my future. It's been a rough go the last couple of weeks. It does look like that. And they, they've really benefited because I hit a tough streak. Um, you know, I had a W in my grasp, and it was taken away from me by, you know, Young Fields. You young know, what Fields? Called, yes, what's called a backdoor cover. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm up by, I'm losing the whole week. I'm kind of drifting. This is about two weeks before I played Dave, and mm-hmm. and and I'm and I'm and I'm kind of drifting behind Josh, and and I'm losing, and we're down on Sunday night, or it could have been Monday night, and I had Debo, you know, my boy Debo Samuel, uh-huh. and he just blows up. He just blows up, and I and I log on to the app, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, I'm up 109 to 94. And, you know, and, D, and I went to a, you know, my Gamecock website, and they're going on about Debo, and I go over, and he's just gone crazy. And I was like, man, I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> and then I look at the score. And, okay, and I look at the score, and I see San Francisco 31, and I believe it was the Rams 7 in the fourth quarter. And I look over at Young Fields' roster, and I see this guy, Chris Cudd, Robert Cup, you know, this young – this little <laughs> – little sawed off, you know, possession receiver. And I look back and, I, and it hits me. I'm like, you know, Debo's done, most likely. I didn't have the game. I said, he's done. And now you got this little possession receiver who's going to run seven yard underneath against a prevent defense, eight yard outs, and he's going to nickel and dime you. And then, you know, then it goes, it goes to one. I lose by .66, and he went up by 110 to 109. And I said, you know, it's over. I'm like, it's over. Debo's on the sideline, and I'm done. And, you know, when you lose like that, it's, you know, a loss is a loss, but fantasy can be cruel. It can be. It's not honorable. It's not like a game like chess where if you're going to lose, sometimes out of respect, you'll just bow out. You know, you can't do that here, you know. So you you get a sense of the backdoor cover, and when you lose like that, and I believe, Joe, the next week I may have played you. You know, and, and no one shows up on my team. No one shows up. And um, and it may not have been you, Joe. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. so, so then, and then Dave's the beneficiary of that when you just, you lose momentum and, and you get down and you, you know, you, you just get caught blinking and just, and you kind of lose a little hope. All but, right. Uh, so this is, this is getting <laughs> gloomy. So yeah. tell me, you know, with how hard, fantasy football can be, what is it that motivates you to keep playing? Well, yeah, I hit a hot streak there for a while. And, um, you know, and that does, and I just want to show up. And, and one of the, the reasons is, is that I'm having, you know, I'm not on the app. So, and, and I'm going to try to work on that and try to, you know, make things right on that end. And, um, you know, I just want people to know that I'm, that I am here, you know, that I am here and I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to try to try to, you know, get a diamond in the rough with a draft pick, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, <laughs> with the all hopes. And then when that goes to a disaster, I'm willing to, you know, throw him to free agency and get Cam. 
just you know, trying to make these moves out of desperation and just, you know, because I don't have a solid lineup. I got some good receivers or I, I have a receiver. But, um, you know, that's kind of what keeps me going is just, you know, I'm kind of up here on the outside looking in and I just want people to know that, you know, I'm here. And, you know, and if, if you see me across from you, it's not going to be an easy W. Okay. Man, Fletcher that, is that, here. That's it. Good stuff. Well, you know, it's it's good to hear that. And, um, you know, I couldn't find much about you online. So, basically, I've just been interviewing yeah. everyone, everyone in the league and um, yeah. trying to get to know people because I don't know anybody. Like, this is my first year in this league. I'm the new guy. I work with Mike Bryant, but I don't really know anybody. So, um, I try to do a little bit of research about people ahead of time. And, um, you know, a lot of people have social media profiles or, or a website for their business or something like that. But I couldn't find much about you. So I had to talk to actually uh, Ben Fields because I understand yes. he, he lives nearby. Um, and I talked to him to, you know, get a little bit of background on you. So he told me a couple interesting things. Um, one of the things, you know, I said, what, what do I need to know about Fletcher? Like, what are some key take-home points on Fletcher? And he said, quote, well, he's a hoarder, and specifically, he won't throw food out. So I'm curious if you could give a little bit of insight on what that even means. Yeah, it's, I'm not really, I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder. You know, Ben, ben helped me move some things. He was over here on Tuesday, so I, I think, you know, that, that's where that comment may have come from. Ah, I, I do. I, I am known for like I like to keep papers. See, I'm I'm a lawyer, so I don't throw documents away. I don't throw papers away, and I and I like history. Okay. So there is something to what he's saying. You know, I have I have a lot of old newspapers, and and I got I just have some odd stuff that I've got from my family that I will not throw away. I have a 90 year old push plow in my well it's in a pod now because we're moving but it was my grandfather's and then I, I won't throw it away and and yeah stuff like that so there is a point there and um yeah we you know jay well, I, don't, I don't really like to throw food away i really okay I, what I like to keep the money I, I look at it as you know you throw you Throw food away in a way it's going to trickle down and you're going to lose money and you need to you basically you need to use what you have. So okay. you do eat the food. It's not just like it sits there forever until it goes bad. No, I'll take it. I'll take care of it. Okay. You no, take care. I, I make sure I make sure I utilize it. Okay. And, I think, and you, yeah. you mentioned a couple of times now that you're moving. Um, so you live in Columbia, South Carolina. You just sold your house. Um, so what's bringing on this move? Yeah, I got offered a job at a firm, a law firm in Statesville, North Carolina, which is about 40 miles north of Charlotte. Okay. And it's a lady I went that I knew from school and she and her, one of her law partners died last year, passed away. And um, it's something I've been thinking about doing. She said, you want to come work up here? And I said, well, I'd have to take the North Carolina bar. But I thought about doing that since North and South Carolina are right beside each other, and I just put it off because I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the job I have now is right on the border in South Carolina in Fort Mill. So I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And um, I passed, and 
accepted the position and I start after the new year. Awesome. It has, awesome. has a lot more. It seems like it has more opportunity right now. I work at a, a medical company and I'm over their contracts. So I'm kind of on the outside. I, I'm the only attorney there. Okay. Um, there's a lot of engineers there. So here it seems like that would be more of my wheelhouse and have more of a more potential, more room for growth. And I actually have more power, you know, have more control over my future than I do now. And um, so it's, it's, yeah, I mean, the closing on this house that I'm sitting in now, I'm sitting in an empty room on the floor. It was, <laughs> uh, it was originally scheduled for tomorrow, but they pushed it, pushed it back to Monday. So we got everything in the pod. It's gone. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. So you just be sitting in the empty room. Empty room I'm sitting in the empty room. That's right. Just like y'all might, might envision me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So. Uh, contractual law is what you were doing before and now you so the new thing is some sort of business litigation um yes. can you kind of like for us lay people define those and you know what what do those terms even mean well it's not yeah litigation is going to court and um that that's the idea here she wants someone to work with to go to court with take cases to trial but most cases will settle and the stuff I do now, we don't, I work for a company, but even before this, I would do real estate closings and probate estates and stuff to where you didn't go to court to settle mm -hmm. a dispute. You just did administrative work to you know, mm -hmm. handle business, let's say, so to speak. And in this situation, um, she has a lot of estate litigation, which is family members fighting over a will, such right. as that. Right. Now, she has actually um, a lot of HOA issues. Where mm. if someone you know, didn't cut the grass, yeah, they got a fence too high, and one of the one of the, the issues is um someone put a, like a tower, like a watchtower <laughs> on their land. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been one of the things. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of stuff like that. But, so um, you you haven't been doing trial law, so this is somewhat of a that's a pretty big shift then. It it is, yeah, it 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 is, and there's construction stuff too. I'll just go ahead and say that, um, you know, suing a builder over a deficiency in the building. But yeah, this is a big, this is a big change for me. I feel like I'm stepping out of my element a little bit. Uh -huh. I just feel like you know, life is short, and you know, I'm 45 years old now, and I have this opportunity, and I have got to, you know, I can't say no to it. So yeah, I'm excited, but yeah, I'm I'm. It's a little, you know. I start thinking about it. I get a little, you know, get a little tense. I wouldn't say, you know, maybe your old traditional nervousness, but I'm kind of yeah. This is a, you know, this is going to be a big step, but, but we're excited. It's a, you know, Statesville's kind of a town That's of cool. thousand, and and um, we're just going to go up there and see what happens. Cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to go and be part of a jury, but every time. Yeah. Um, I get the summons, they don't pick me, and I, I haven't actually made it to the step where they, um, you know, really bring you in to interview you. Um, so now with the trials that you'll be doing, will that involve a jury, or will you just be kind of pleading your case to a judge? I'm not 100% sure. I think for the most part, it's going to be just before a judge. Gotcha. Okay. What we deal with. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So with all yeah. of your background as an attorney and specifically like the contract law stuff that you've done, um, do you think any of that should apply to fantasy football? Like, does there need to be some kind of contract, you know, related to the league and how it should operate? Or do we just kind of like trust that everyone is going to be, you know, a good, a good league member and, um, you know, follow the rules? Well, I mean, I, I got to say, you know, the first thing I think of is here is that someone has paid my, my buy-in fee. So I probably have to say no on should there be a contract. <laughs> Let's just let things work themselves out. You know, we're all adults here. Um, so that's probably where I would go initially with that statement. Um, and being that I'm 11th out of the 12th, you know, I don't, I don't have much leverage in this department. So, I mean, if there's anything contractual, I would probably be ejected from the league. So I would have to say that's not really necessary, you know, to make it, you know, there's things I think that maybe should change to the, um, you know, how the, how the teams are organized and what you can do with them. But between the members, mm-hmm. I mean, there could be certain things, you know, certain, you know, maybe the more gentleman element of it. You know, if you're getting a bunch of cheap points, so somebody, yeah, and, I, and it, you know, you watch a team, you're looking at the score of a game and it's 31 to three and you look at your opponent's wide receiver and you've got three points. And then you flip it back over you know, seven minutes later, and he's up to 23, and the score's 31 to 17 with you know three minutes to go in the game. And you're like, this, I just, you know, I just lost this game 20 points in, you know, in, in garbage time. It's just, <laughs> you know, but, but you can't, you can't really, you can't really go, you can't really contract that. That's just the nature of the beast. Right. So, yeah. And we, we probably don't need to overcomplicate it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think we need to. Yeah, I don't think we need to, you know, turn it into an argument. So, right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, here on this uh, podcast, we, um, we have three questions that we ask everyone at the end. Um, so, the first one that I have for you out of these final three are. What what is your favorite football memory? And this could be as a, either a spectator or a player if you ever played at some point. Okay, my favorite football memory. Hmm. I call I call two. I played tight end in high school, and I called two passes because all we did was run the ball back then in the early nineties. <laughs> and the one pass I called, I called two passes. Had three thrown my way. I think one went right through my hands. But I got more <laughs> vision, so I got put on television for one one of my my one my one of my two receptions. So that was a that was I'd probably say that was probably maybe my favorite one of my favorite memories. And I know a lot of guys this kind of, they can probably remember this is when Spurrier beat Florida in his first year. Oh, and that that was. I don't know if I've ever been so happy at a football game in my life. Because it was just out of – it was just – it was in Columbia, and it was just out of nowhere. And um, and I think that was Urban's first year also. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I've ever been so happy after a football game. And I'm getting excited now just thinking about it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys got us this year as well. Yeah, but you know, you got what three national titles in my lifetime. So I mean that's too bad. But um 
Yeah, those, those, that's those, that's one of my favorites. One of my okay. Favorites. All right. And if you had to pick a favorite football play, so from like a theory or a strategy standpoint, what would be your favorite football play? Um, well, think about uh, how, how you put this in. Boise State ran a play in 2007 against Oklahoma in the yep. Fiesta Bowl. And it was, it was the play that scored the touchdown before the Statue of Liberty play. And that two-point conversion gets all the attention. But the play before that, it was about a 25-yard, I believe, 25-yard pass down the middle of the field with the receiver crossing. And there's a receiver coming from the other direction. He catches it, and he flips it to the receiver. And it was one of the most beautiful plays I've ever seen. I've always – and I've, I've got, I got another friend who we talk about. We played rugby together. Why some of these concepts aren't put into the game, the ladder mm-hmm. – the field. I mean, you can run. The option has been run for for generations, and you're pitching the ball and you're pitching it behind the line of scrimmage. I guess it's safer because you don't have defenders behind you. But um, and maybe that's why they don't do it down the field. But that concept and then that one play. That's one of my favorite plays. And I guess the hook and hook and lateral, and one of that. The most famous play there, I guess, would be the Dolphins against the Chargers back in, I think, the 81 or 82 wild card game. It's this kind of a famous game. Yep. Those are, yeah, those, I guess, the lateral down the field. Yeah, that Boise State game was a lot of fun. I'm sorry? Oh, I said that Boise State game was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So that that's one of my favorites, you know, that play and, and – yeah, I know now, you didn't ask about the least favorite, but well, so you mentioned rugby, so um, you played rugby at some point. Yeah, I played Columbia has a a team, and it's um, it's mostly it's a club. I mean, it's a club sport, so you get all kinds in there. You have your guy. I played for three years in o two, about four years o two, o three, o four, and o five thereabout, and it I was. And it's it's some um, it was fun. I mean, we played we played. There's a team in Charlotte. Charlotte's really good. Um, Augusta Hilton Head had a team. Um, Atlanta. We, I remember we went to Atlanta and played them. They had one or two teams in Savannah, and um, you know, a good group of guys. You know, and it is. I mean, it is what you would think it is. I mean, it's kind of a drinking crowd. You do self crawl after the game after the match. Is what they call it the match yeah yeah so it's um it's a lot of fun it's it's one of my yeah a lot of good experiences there with that crowd and you get older i mean i think about it now they have an old men's team but i'm like i'm not gonna go out there and do that you know you get that point where at the time you kind of take it for granted a little bit and then you get older say man i can't i can't do it anymore i couldn't do it okay now rugby that can be brutal it is. It is. You have to be in shape. I mean, you have to because there's a lot of running. There's a lot of running in there. And, you know, luckily for the, I guess to say luckily, I want to win the games, but there's a, a lot of guys on that team who weren't in great shape back in the day. So, so it made it easier to keep up with. But, um, yeah, and I kind of I had some friends in Columbia who I had a friend who was, he played rugby in the Marine Corps for a little mm-hmm. bit before he got exposed to it. And, but before that, I think I was 25, 26. Um, you know, I had no 
no knowledge of it at all, really. I'd heard of it, but didn't know anything about it. So, and it was just that friend introduced you to it. Yeah, yeah. He just said, you know, you want to go to practice with me tonight. There's a there's a club team in Columbia, and gotcha. um, a little field right down the you know right by it all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know probably. anything about rugby. I've I've watched it a couple of times. I don't understand it. It looks right. like a lot of fun. I know they do a scrum. I don't really know what that means. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really oblivious to, like, the, the basic tenets of rugby. But it looks like a lot of fun. It is. And, and I was even when I played. I remember boys, I used, you know, you go to practice a couple times and, you know, the, some of the other guys who knew the rules, they just grab you and say, back up, you got to back up, you got to back up. No, you can't go <laughs> forward. You got to back up. So it was kind of one of those things. You know, in the scrum, I remember getting down in the scrum, like, what do you want me to do? They just hold on, hold me here, hold me stable, and just push. And and, and at one point, you, you don't really want to push. You just like, don't push, don't push. Just hold me and make sure we don't move because we're going to try to turn them. And then, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I got to learn about rugby. Um, all right. So, you know, on podcasts, sometimes – people like to talk about other podcasts or other things they're reading or watching or listening to. So is there any recommendations you can give to the group for anything you're uh, watching, reading, or listening to right now? The only, you know, the only podcast that I ever listened to recently is Rogan. And that's been, I haven't listened to one of his in six months. Hmm. Um, basically this time of the year, but all I'm watching now is college football. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of prose in there. But um, it's, it's basically that as far as reading things, I I kind of I kind of took a tilt from Mike Leach. I remember hearing him one time say he would spend a year and he maybe a year, but he would learn one topic. And, you know, at one point it was the pirate. And that's what he's known for. He just reads about pirates. And um, now lately, I, I started doing economics. You know, nobody wants to read about that kind of stuff or you know, investing or and, and communism is one thing. That there's not, you know, not really, Joe. Just stuff like that. But the last, <laughs> the last few months, what I'm reading is in North Carolina law because that's what I'm going to start doing. Say, so. okay, <laughs> all right. So, listeners, if you're looking for some good reading material. North Carolina law, it can be done. Um, yes, case law. Yes, wide variety. Wide variety. <laughs> All right, so Fletcher, we are so appreciative for you to take some time out of your night and talk to us. So you're on a big podcast stage here. I mean, there's, you know, up to five or six people that could be listening to this. So yeah, is there any, is there anything else you would like to say? Hey, just, um, hey, work hard. Take advantage of the day. That's right. Check your roster. <laughs> Check your roster early. Make it a priority. Good, good. Uh, if you're going to lose, lose fair and square. Don't, don't lose due to laziness. You know. Okay. So. Good, stuff. good stuff. All right. Well, Fletcher, thank you very much again. And uh, listeners, we will be off next week for the uh, – Christmas week. We're going to take a week off of the pod. So uh, we will be back uh, be right before the new year on the 31st. 
And hopefully we'll be able to get someone else on this podcast. Who will it be? You'll have to tune in to find out.